Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is October 11th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you today on another great episode of the All Rookie Podcast. Today, we're going to kick it off with 2022 Dynasty Rankings. This is the time of the year where everyone is going through their drafts, wanting to know what to do with these rookies, who's good, who's not, who's going to get minutes, who's not. I'm going to go over my top 17 rookies that I think are worth you giving a look into your Dynasty League drafts. And also, I'll give you the cutoff for redrafts on which rookies I think should you should give a shot to. Now, first, we're going to go into it. Obviously, the number two pick of the year, Chad Holmgren, is out for the year. So that marks him off of the list. He would have obviously been in the top five as far as dynasty rankings. Probably number one, number two, number three. I'm I'm not going to make for sure, but, but, you know, definitely in the top three. But to give you a little history on rookies, you're going to hear a lot about them. You know, this guy is the next greatest thing and all of that. But rookies are really not normally that great for fantasy in their first year, obviously, as their rookie year. You know, you hear the names. You hear they did great. Like, you think about a player like Franz Wagner. He was the talk of the town. He had a really good rookie year. But he still finished in Dynasty League's 105th. So there's a lot of guys that would be over him that you may have thought had a bad year, you know, would be ranked probably 50, 60 spots higher than him. So rookies, they struggle in some categories and some they do not. The best rookie last year was Scotty Barnes. He finished 66. Uh, Evan Mobley finished 81st. And I mean, the talk on Evan Mobley, you would have thought he finished 20th or 21st, but he finished 81st, which is still good, but it's just, you need to keep your expectations in check. So, you know, a lot of people are drafting Javari Smith in the fourth or fifth round. You know, Evan Mobley would have been around seventh or eighth round, you know, last year. So you want to, it's only a value if you get these guys, you know, later than they are expected to go. You definitely don't want to get them rounds and rounds earlier than they should go. Kate Cunningham, you know, excellent rookie year, 91st. So these are your top three rookies. They all were 1A, 1B, 1C for me for rookie of the year. You have 66th, 81st, and 91st. So, and I mean, all had incredible rookie years. Keep this in mind. Fourth, like I said, Franz Wagner at 105. Josh Giddy was at 159. That's ranked 159th of all players in the NBA. Chris Duarte, 179th. Jalen Green, 195th. And Alperin Sengun, 233rd. Yes, everyone's darling, Alperin Sengun. He did not get a ton of minutes, around 20 per game. And the talent was there. But still, as far as fantasy, if you're going in a redraft league, a guy like Alperin Sengun is not even worth drafting. So, but the cutoff is there. You know, if you're in a deep league, I would say it was pretty much just those eight guys even worth considering drafting last year. And last year was a deep draft. You know, it's going to depend on players' minutes and opportunities as far as they'll be draft uh, worthy for you, whether it's in redraft or dynasty. Now, for dynasty rankings, in my opinion, for this year, 
and redraft. There are eight locks, uh, you know, before making your team for you to consider drafting. Let's start with number one. You might think I'm going to say Paolo, but no. My number one prospect for Dynasty and redraft is Jabari Smith from Auburn. I believe, you know, he is with the Rockets. I believe he's going to be the rookie of the year. I think he has a great shot at it. I think he has a great opportunity in Houston. And it is going to be really close with him and Paolo. I just think Paolo is going to have a little more competition at players around his position with scoring and rebounding. And Jabari does not have that. He's going to have Alperin Sengun, but he's not going to have guys like Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, uh, taking all the rebounds from him. So Jabari Smith should be around, you know, 15 and 8 per game easily. Paolo is going to be looking like he may be around 15 and 5 now, you know, being with the Magic. And that all switched on draft day because we thought Jabari was going to Orlando. And Paolo was going to Houston. So if that would have happened, Paolo would have been in a better spot. So I feel Jabari is the number one option. Going into Dynasty League this year, obviously Chet is not in consideration. You still could take Chet if you would like, and no one would hurt you as far as number one. But I'm just leaving him out of this because he's injured. Number two, Paolo Bencaro. Like I said, 1B, he's just got that competition with Franz Wagner. Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, even Jonathan Isaac could be back and, you know, cause a potential threat for minutes and opportunities. We will see. Number three, I have Keegan Murray from the Kings, you know, out of Iowa. He's looked amazing in summer league. He's looked even better in the preseason. And the Kings look like they have a really good prospect and he's going to be competing for minutes, you know, if the minutes weren't such in question, I mean, he easily could be up there as far as rookie of the year consideration for me. But the Kings, uh, as bad as they are as a team, they have a lot of good players. So unless DeMontis Sabonis starts at center, King and Murray may be the first man off the bench. We shall see. Number four, I have Jalen Duran. This is mainly for dynasty and category leagues because those blocks are going to be there for Jalen Duran. Those rebounds are going to be there for Jalen Duran. Right now, he's number one in the preseason for rookies with 14 rebounds uh, in one game. So he's leading those in that area. And, you know, if he gets minutes on the Pistons, he's going to be a problem. I think they're going to work him into or maybe halfway through the season, he might start getting more and more minutes. But he should definitely start the season at least getting 15 to 20 in that Alperin Sengun mode, but he's going to be blocking shots and getting more rebounds than Sengun. So that was number four, Jalen Duran. Number five, I'm going to have Benedict Matherin from Arizona. He's with the Pacers, and he's playing incredible this preseason, and he played incredible in some summer league as well. He's averaging 17 points per game in the preseason, so he's going to be a score machine. He makes it look easy, makes it look smooth. He looks like a star already out there. I'm the guy that told you pre-draft. He reminds me of Dwayne Wade. He has done nothing to sway me in that area. And, you know, he is my fifth-ranked dynasty prospect. If you're in redrafts, this list is pretty much the same. Unless you're in a scoring league, you might want to look at Benedict over Jalen Durant. Number six, 
Jaden Ivey from Purdue. That will be Jalen Duran's teammate with the Pistons. Dynamic guard, can do anything he wants on the court. He's looked great thus far as well. It's just a matter of minutes and his fit with Cade, his opportunities. He may not be starting, it looks like, so that's going to hurt him a little bit. But long-term, he will eventually get in that starting lineup and be a great prospect for your dynasty league, I feel. Number seven, Tari Eason. And, you know, he is making it hard for me to have him at number seven. He's been playing incredible, putting up great points and rebounds thus far in the preseason. And, you know, as of now, he is third overall in scoring. He's the highest rookie uh, as far as scoring in the preseason. He's fourth in rebounds among rookies. And, you know, his last game he had 22 points, nine boards, and two steals. He's just killing it every game. Big numbers. Tari Easton's playing incredible. The likelihood of him starting was very low. But now, as great as he's been playing in the preseason, if it's just based off performance, he should be starting. You know, he's got the Rockets are trying to get Eric Gordon out of there, you know, and they also have Jay Sean Tate. They also have Kenyon Martin, <laughs> you know, and obviously Jabari and Sengun. And even if they want to play Uzman Garuba, they have a lot of players in that mishmash of talent. But Tari Easton should probably start at the three, if not be the first man off the bench. But Tari Easton, number seven in my dynasty rankings. Number eight, Jalen Williams from OKC. The Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, the guard slash forward. He's been playing incredible this offseason as well. And with Chet being injured, even though they do not play the same position, I think that will catapult Jalen Williams into an even better opportunity than he already was in. During the summer league with Chet, he played incredible. Obviously, Shea was not there much, you know, but he meshed well with Josh Giddy and Chet. And I think when the real squad comes back, that's just less shots taken away from him with Chet there. You're going to have big men in there that don't need the ball as much. So he'll either be starting or the first man off the bench, I believe, for OKC. It's going to be hard not to start Jalen Williams, but he might would have to start at the four. So depending on lineups, I think he'll be getting a lot of minutes in OKC. Jalen Williams, it's my eighth ranked prospect for Dynasty. And that is my cutoff as far as guys I think in a redraft should be drafted. So let me go over that again. Jabari at one, Paolo at two, Keegan Murray at three. Jalen Duran at four, Benedict Matherin at five, Jaden Ivey at six, Tari Eason at seven, and Jalen Williams at eight. I mean, there's not going to be many more than eight players, <laughs> you know, in that fantasy draft worthy category. Those are my eight. Now, I have a couple of more guys that are worth consideration. Now, these are guys that could somehow sneak into that top. 10 and make it to where they are draftable but their situations are going to depend on minutes Uh, you know will they be in the g league will they be in the nba will a guy in front of them get hurt and allow them to get more minutes will someone get traded this will be the opportunity that catapults these players into draft eligible players so these are more like guys keep your eye on 
If you're in deeper leagues, 16, 20, 24, 30-team leagues, these are guys you should be drafting and having on your radar. I'm going to give it to you in this order. Number nine, because we already went through my top eight. Number nine, I'm going to go with Jeremy Sohan for the Spurs. I haven't seen him play at all this offseason. I don't know what's going on with him. But if he's healthy when the season starts, you know, he's drafted to be uh, big for this team, not a center, but, you know, a big, and they don't really have bigs. So as long as he gets opportunity, which I don't know why he wouldn't, the Spurs are not trying to win. They're trying to develop young talent. Jeremy Sohan has just as much opportunity as anyone in this uh, draft class, if not more, like if not the most, (laughs) you know, it's just depending on if he will be able to do anything with those minutes. And, you know, starting lineups have not been announced. So we do not know at this point, it is a risk, but I think opportunity being picked ninth overall should be enough for you to keep him in consideration as far as dynasty-worthy, draft-worthy player Jeremy Sohan. If if we would have seen him play, he easily would be, you know, much higher than this, but we haven't. So it's speculation. And, and personally, myself, I didn't – I wasn't high on him coming into the draft, so I can't have him higher than ninth. But that opportunity is just too good to completely overlook. Number 10, his teammate, Blake Wesley from Notre Dame. He killed it, killed it, killed it in the summer league. And that's a good thing, if you don't know. <laughs> he played incredible. And in the uh, preseason, he's, uh, you know, showing some signs that he'll be okay. Not as dominant as summer league thus far, but the talent is there. He is a guard that can play multiple positions, which is great. He can play the one. He can play the two. He can play the three. Spurs are loaded in those areas pretty much, but the talent is there. You're going to want to develop him. That importance is there. Uh, Like I said, Spurs, plenty of opportunity. Even though they have great guards and great small, a great small forward, Blake Wesley is a guy I feel should be on your radar. That's why he's my 10th ranked dynasty prospect. Number 11, Mark Williams from Duke. I want to say from Carolina. No, he went to Duke, unfortunately. Carolina fan here. But he's with the Hornets now. His opportunity would have been incredible. All the fans are dying for the Hornets to have a center that, you know, is ready to take over the reins because we have not had a great center since Al Jefferson. And it's been a while. And, I mean, it's not like he was, you know, dominant for years and first team All-NBA or anything. He was just good. Uh, dependable, and we were hoping to get that from Mark Williams, but already we've been told he's third at best on the depth chart for center, and that's not good. We have an old-school coach and Steve Clifford, and I say we, the Hornets, (laughs) and the minutes are definitely up for debate, but if he, he definitely will eventually move up in, in the lineup, It's just a matter of when, and it's very possible that it won't be in his first year. So, unless it's, you know, unless early on it's looking like, okay, this season's going nowhere, play the young guy. But from what I've seen also out of Mark Williams is not a lot of, you know, that dog in him. He's been playing kind of soft. He's going to have to step it up as well. So as much as we want him to play, He's got to prove that he deserves to play as well. 
Now, number 12, I have Christian Coloco. Same type of situation. He was a big man center from Arizona with the Raptors. He is in a situation where he more than likely will not be starting, but should as well. Just like Mark Williams, he's going to have Precious Achua and Kim Birch ahead of him and possibly Chris Boucher. But Coloco is the most talented one, in my opinion. It's just a matter of minutes. And, you know, he... Could use a little bit more development. He's a little bit raw. Uh, it's just a matter of when he gets in. I think he should eventually be the starting center for the Raptors. We just have to wait and see. Another center, three in a row. Number 13, Kessler. Nope, Walker Kessler <laughs> from Auburn. You know, he is with Utah. He was traded from Minnesota. Big center. Had a lot of great defensive potential. Excellent shot blocker. I just think the way he was in Utah, he was going to be the only guy there. Now it looks like he'll be coming off the bench. You know, they brought in Kelly Olenek. They have Laurie Markkinen. They have Vanderbilt. They got a lot of bigs in there right now. Um, Yudoko as a Buki. It's a lot. They could possibly bring Hassan Whiteside back. But in Utah, they are definitely tanking. They definitely want a top three pick. Walker Kessler should get as much opportunity as he needs. There's no reason to be playing Olenek or those other guys ahead of him. That will only stunt his development. But the Pistons should have been playing Luka Garza last year, and they didn't. So we will see. Um, But this is why he's number 13. Number 14, Dyson Daniels. The guard from the G League Ignite is with the Pelicans. He's only here because he will not be starting. His, His minutes are in the air. As a prospect, I think he's ready to go. If he was on a team that needed a point guard to start, he would be in my top eight for sure. It's just a matter of minutes. And he hadn't played much this offseason, but when he finally did, he looked good out there for the Pelicans. Looking forward to seeing Dyson Daniels, but he's in a crowded backfield with New Orleans. They have CJ McCollum. They have Devontae Graham and other ball handlers out there that Kara Lewis that can make it a little tricky. We'll just have to see how that rotation goes. Kind of similar for Dalen Terry, my next prospect, number 15 for the Bulls. Now, he's kind of a combo guard. He is kind of like Blake Wesley, can play the point, can play the three. Um, His minutes are going to be up in the air as well as the Bulls are a team that is not trying to tank because they pretty much are guaranteed to not have a draft pick this year. And they're trying to get in the playoffs. And Lonzo Ball being out for a long period of time will help Dalen Terry. But there are still obstacles in front of him, like the young Ayo DeSumo. They have uh, Caruso in front of him. They still have Kobe White. And they, if he's playing other positions, they have that as well. Derek Jones Jr., DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. So they're loaded. But... There is opportunity with Lonzo out, maybe one more injury, one more trade. Dalen Terry, the 18th pick in the draft, could be a radar player for you in deeper leagues. Number 16, Jalen Williams from Arkansas on the Thunder. Yes, the second Jalen Williams. (laughs) I have very high expectations for Jalen Williams. Very talented big man. Uh, He can, his vision is incredible. Unfortunately, he fell to 34th in the draft. Unfortunately, his summer league was not good at all. 
but I still have faith in him and believe in him. And with the injury to Chad Holmgren, I think that allows you to keep your eye on Jalen Williams, the big man from OKC, as my 16th ranked prospect. He may have been in the G League all year without if Chet was uh, playing and not injured. But I think with Chet out and the Thunder now have no reason to win this year, um, you know, they might would have gone for it with Chet. Like, let's see what we can do. But with no Chet, I think they're going to tank for another year. You might as well see what you have in the big Jalen Williams. And that will allow him to get more minutes than he should. Well, than he would have. (laughs) And we'll see what he can do. But he does still have... Jeremiah Robinson Earl in front of him. They have a couple of other bigs. And like we said earlier, they could play smaller lineups. We will see for Jalen Williams. Great guy to keep your eye on. And last but not least, Kenny Lofton Jr., the big for the Memphis Grizzlies. He's been dominant in summer league and preseason. His only issue is he was undrafted. He's not guaranteed to be on the roster. He, they could have him in the G League all year, but the way he's been playing, I feel he deserves a roster spot. What helps him is Jaron Jackson Jr. It's going to be out for quite some time, possibly at least till January. So that allows Kenny, Kenneth Lofton, in my opinion, to get some opportunity, if not a lot of opportunity. Yes, they have Brandon Clark. Yes, they have Steven Adams and some other bigs, uh, Xavier Tillman, uh, Santi Aldama. So they're kind of stacked in that area. But Kenny Lofton deserves minutes, in my opinion. If he was starting, he'd be in the top eight. It's just a matter of how will his opportunity come because he is looking a little too good to just be in the G League, even though I didn't like his game coming into the NBA. So those are my guys in the top 17. If you just want me to go, let's do three more to make it even. You know, look out for Usman Dang. He's on OKC as well. Should get an opportunity for minutes. Shaden Sharp looked really impressive in Summer League thus far. I mean, we finally got to see him play. He looked incredible. Very much looking forward to it, but he will have a time getting minutes on the Blazers. And let's go. It, it starts to get sketchy after this. I'll go ahead and say Oche Akbaji. I want to say Johnny Davis, but he just has not looked good. But Oche Akbaji, he uh, was drafted by the Cavs, is now with Utah as well. Um, He should get plenty of opportunity in Utah. They have a lot of players at his position, but why not see the first-round lottery pick talent get some minutes out there in Utah? I think Utah is not done making trades. So that should give him some opportunity. So those are my dynasty rankings. I'm going to go, you know, I, I went to 20. I could keep going, but <laughs> hit me up on Twitter at William is Bill if you want to hear more. But those top eight are the key ones. Let me say those top eight one more time. Jabari, Paolo, Keegan Murray, Jalen Duran, Benedict Matherin, Jaden Ivey, Tari Eason, and the guard Jalen Williams from OKC are my top eight. It depending on position, what you need. I really don't care if you interchange those guys, you know, instead of, you know, Jalen Duran at four, you need a point guard and I have Ivy ranked at six, switch, switch them, take who you want. It's really close between, you know, four and eight and one and three. So 
Those are my dynasty rankings. I will be coming back to you this week with another episode with my preseason prediction of my all-rookie teams. That's going to be a fun one as well. Thank you all so much for joining me on another episode of the All-Rookie Podcast. I'm at William S. Bill, and until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.